Ladies and gentlemen, may I give you, if you will, the indisputably verisimilitudinous ventriloquial virtuosity and the flippantly filibustering felicitous frippery of the one and only Nick and Russ Don't Know Anything podcast. Well, hello, everybody. I am Nick. And I'm Russ. And today we have a very, very special guest. We got Natasha Perez all the way from Germany. She's she's filming a little film there. Uh, she's really, really excited. Actually, you're like the bubbliest person I've ever met. So welcome <laughs> to the show, Natasha. Hi, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yes, thank you for being on. Uh, all the way from Germany. So uh, oh, this is great. I, is this the furthest we've had uh, a guest on? Yeah, except for me when I'm in Greece, but I'm not a guest, so yeah. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, because we've had we've had UK, we've had Ireland. Well, we did have New Zealand. So oh, you know, so New Zealand is the furthest. I forgot yeah. about the New Zealand so, guy. Yeah, so second, second, you're the second. Uh, yeah, you're the second furthest. So. There you go. So That's good. getting those getting those travel miles going. Uh, we got a little bit of uh, intruder there. So. <laughs> Uh, I may have one coming up, so it's fine. <laughs> all right, come on over. Bring them over. Or her, so. <laughs> well, for all our guests, uh, Natasha uh, is on the hit series Netflix, uh, Selena, uh, and, among other things. But, you know, uh, and they had their season two uh, air in May, right? Correct. Yes. And you play Yolanda. Dun dun dun! I'm the so, antagonist. Oh my god! Yes, you're the antagonist. Oh my god! You're like the bad person. You're the, the villain. villain. The, you're the villain. Bond villain. That's right. Yes. The villain. Every story needs a villain. I'm glad you're it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, so, I'm totally engaging with your guest. That <laughs> is fine. That's my son, Remy. He sometimes gets to be a guest star uh, himself, and uh, and he'll probably have a podcast here in a few uh, days. So. Of right. course. And my yeah. niece and my nephew will totally. Yeah, <laughs> when he when he grows up, he said. So yes, um, he loves he loves the limelight. He's a, he's our ham. And so I see you got a guitar know? there. So are you going to play something for us? Is, did you write oh, some music uh, for us yeah. today? Or you guys were asking um, uh, if if I had some music on, and mm-hmm. if you won't believe the story of what uh, happened with my album that was supposed to uh, be done by the time the the show. Uh, was uh, gonna get released, but it oh. turns out uh, that the hard drive uh, melted. Oh, <laughs> he no. Music. <laughs> and it was very painful, and I cried, and I'm like, oh, oh. This is the third time that something like it has happened um, before my engineer left to France, and like he gave me a hard drive full of all the tracks. Um, and he wiped his computer down, whatever. But when I got the tracks, or the all the sounds were scrambled and improperly labeled, and it was going to take so long that he said, "Guys, I think we're going to have to record again." Right. So I think that the universe is telling me, "Okay, we're not ready. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. wait a little bit um, and release it on the next surprise that it's coming." Because I thought that it was very apropos to, because you know, Selena's a musical. So I would, uh, I was thinking, well, maybe, uh, and it will. 
help with the head of a lot of people that think that, you know, that Yolanda being the evil uh, character that she is. Some people, you know, don't like her that much. But mm -hmm. in the end, I think it was in the right time. And um, I'll just wait for the next time for people. But mm -hmm. but I've had the chance because, I've, you know, this thing had exploded in 23 countries. Wow. Um, okay. I, I came off in like the Royal Magazine of Spain or or actually we're talking about New Zealand. Uh, I, I've been interviewed in New Zealand, um, in Colombia, in Ecuador, Peru, Chile, Argentina, Brazil. Like it, it's been like out of the 23 countries where Selena was number one, supposedly not all of them are Spanish speaking countries. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's very interesting. Um, so uh, I've had the chance to perform in a, a, a couple of songs in a few different shows uh, like interviewing um, so I think that that'd be fun <laughs> yeah we would love, love to hear it, it. This is, I mean, okay. the, you're you're our first musical guest that's actually performing music on the show yes so this is good there you go so let yeah. me let me close the door <laughs> all right sure little number and you get to oh it died again my evil trick didn't work oh that's, that's okay we, but we still <laughs> see the Selena poster in the back so that's yes good. Yay! The, the screenshot so everything is good yes so i am here set up again down in the floor with you guys um so uh i wonder if i should do english or spanish because that's the other thing i was um thinking about releasing an album in english and releasing an album in spanish because they're total different styles before um uh we rolled selena uh, that in 2019 I was doing like a little comedic tour in, you know, all the theaters and comedy clubs in LA with my comedic songs. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a total different persona. And that's in English. Um, my Spanish songs are more like a fusion of like indie music. And it, it has a little bit of electronica, which you're not going to hear when you just hear the guitar acoustic version. Um, but it also has some like Latin and funk. It, it has a cool fusion that I enjoy and God knows how it's going to sound now that we're re-recording because <laughs> every right. time we have to re-record is like, Hmm, we like this. So we'll, we'll see. Let's hear the Spanish version. Huh. Okay. So I think that this guitar just put the, the string, so it, we need we need a little love. Uh musicians, why do we always do this, right? Tuning our instruments. Why, why, why? <laughs> well we have to. Yeah. And who are you musicians yourself? No, no. I mean just I, I used to play the piano when I was a kid and then um then my mom died. And I gave it up completely because I didn't really like it. So, oh. so I wasn't really good at it. And so, My, go ahead. Since yeah. I wasn't good at it, I just sort of stopped. But I guess practice makes perfect. So, yeah. my uh, my grandfather before he died, he wanted me to learn the harmonica and gave me one, and I have yet mm. to learn it. But I found I misplaced it and I found it the other day when I was cleaning. Oh, and so I was like. All right, I think the universe. You know, we talk about the universe. Uh, I think it's saying, "Hey, you need to." I think you need to practice learning. the harmonica. Yeah, I my favorite <laughs> is guys. I it's it, it's lovely because it's so portable and you can play so much with it. I really like the harmonica. So right. Well, I love John Popper from the Blues Traveler. Like yeah. he was my idol. Like. It, it, early on like when i was like if i could play like him oh my gosh so. well actually from the blues travelers my um <laughs> uh, one of my singing teachers was used to be a uh, touring background vocals with them whoa full circle <laughs> okay 
Kenzie. So that's awesome. There you go. So the name of the song is Agua y Aceite. Okay. Oil. What does it mean? And I just changed the string, guys. So if you're a mu trained musician and it doesn't sound totally in tune, please forgive me. <laughs> All right. Lo sé, aunque me mientas, lo sabes tú muy bien, aunque me mientas. No hay por qué insistir, no hay por qué fingir, ya no hay nadie alrededor. Y esto se ha acabado y aunque no te guste ha terminado. No sé por qué quieres seguir. Si no soy para ti y no eres para mí, aunque estamos no podemos seguir y somos lunes sol, somos agua y aceite. Lo sé, tú quieres escapar, lo sabes, tú muy bien, tú te quieres liberar, miedo al cambio, al dolor, sensación de terror, hay de esa fría soledad. Yo busco pasión, emoción y tú a mí no me la puedes dar. No sé por qué quieres seguir. Si no soy para ti, no eres para mí. Aunque insistamos, no podemos seguir. Somos luna y sol, somos agua y Absolutely lovely. That was amazing. I'm like mesmerized. That was like a lullaby slash folksy and slash, you know, pop. Like it was great. It was like it had like yeah. all three items in it. It was really lovely to listen to. So thank you. <laughs> so did you write that yourself or did you have somebody yes. collab? Okay. I write it um in the middle of a breakup. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, and well, I mean, we were... sometimes breakups are good because it gives you material. So yeah, right. And and you know, it's funny because the person that I wrote it with, he was a musician himself, and we were both thinking about breaking up. And the thing is that we were collaborated back then a lot. Like, oh, listen, I I made this one. Oh, listen, I made this one. And he showed me a song that it was called I think Ambiguous. Um, mm -hmm. that it was like like how I feel about you. Like I want to be with you, but I can't stand you. And it was like interesting um right. i just wrote this one <laughs> and it was like i think we should we have to break up right <laughs> so um 
so yeah, it was it was hard because we were good friends and good collaborators. But um, the name of the song is Water and Oil, so it's like we we can't mix anymore. It's like mm-hmm. you're you're not giving me what I need. I'm not giving you what you need. Why lie to each other? Let's just call it quits. So mm-hmm. you know, it does mix together balsamic vinegar and oil. That's good. It does. Is certainly, I don't, I don't, but it doesn't have a good. I don't think that would be a good title for a song. That should be my next hit. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that would be you had the breakup song. That would be like you, the diversity song. Yeah, that would be the one where you come together. In. Yeah, we have balsamic vinegar and olive oil. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, <There you> go. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, how long have you been singing and playing the guitar and other? Since I was eight years old. Eight years old. Wow. So. Vinegar and olive oil, balsamic vinegar and. I think we're gonna. I think I know who we're gonna ask to do our next intro. Like, would you love? I would love it if you did our next intro. That, that would be. Fun. Well, so. Go for it. Yes. Like, don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, that would be like I love the the guitar feeling and everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, is the guitar the only uh, instrument you play? No, um, I play a little bit of keys. I am the most eloquent in this, usually when I haven't just changed the guitars, but um, the, mm-hmm. the strings. Um, but I, I actually had to do some mix in this packet because I didn't have the, the right string. So I put mm-hmm. one string on the, the it, it was just an I instrument see. to play something. But um, I'm the most eloquent in the guitar. Then would be, um, I would say, the keys. Okay. Um, then I play the ukulele, like street Ooh. strings, I call them, because it's guitar, ukulele, and bass. Um, a bit of piano. I studied three years of complementary piano in the conservatory. I studied three years of drums, um, mm. which is just funny because for Selena, um, I was called in first for the role of Suzette, and they were looking for musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I played the bass because I didn't know it was Selena at the beginning when I auditioned for it. Right. Um, should have known I would have played like a cumbia or something more Latin, but um, but they called me even though I played a violin femme song, um, <laughs> <laughs> and and um, and after that they did gave me a callback and I did play the drums there, um, and then it, it was funny because they they offered me to audition for Yolanda and that's when I knew like wait a minute Yolanda and they sent me the pictures like I know this lady I'm like oh my God Suzette Suzette Quintanilla <gasps> they're doing something for Yolanda <laughs> for Selena and you're like oh my God so I got very excited and then I'm like oh oh for Yolanda okay <laughs> and yeah. it is funny because as an actress to play a villain tends to be fun uh-huh. um, as also as as a studio um you know, trained method actress, the idea of playing someone so uh, convoluted and so complex like Yolanda, uh-huh. it was, it was actually an honor to like, to have the opportunity to play someone that was so complicated and that was still alive. Cause mm-hmm. you know, they tell you that you're going to play George Washington and you're like, okay, it's good. Cause you have so much material to, you know, to draw from. But if they tell you, Oh, George Washington is alive. You're like, Ooh, do I get to draw even more from that? Right. Um, but and then, do you get to visit them and call them and talk to them? Yes. Imagine talking to George Washington. <laughs> no, I mean, but, even talking to Yolanda, like. Well, you know what? I I thought about it and I had a conversation with my team, and this had nothing to do with the family. But I did not know that the family was involved. And once I knew, I said, 
look, they are already very, uh, very uh, disturbed about what everything that happened. And even yeah. though it was like so many years ago, they're still super hurt. Who wouldn't be? Right. Um, so yeah. I didn't want to stir something up and I realized that I had enough material. Um, and one of the things that I do is like impersonations for, for, uh, for comedy. So I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't want to approach this from the point of view of an impersonation. So it will look like she's a cartoon. Um, but the funny thing is like, I ended up when I was in the middle of preparing is like, I'm not, I'm doing this. Like I'm a cartoon right now. Uh, I'm like, I heightened everything that she was doing, but some of it, like, cause her walk was so interesting. Cause Like she moved her head like this, but then she walked like this. And I'm oh. like, how am I going to do that and not look like a clown? And I right. asked the clowning um, in LA. So I ended up calling uh, one of my clowning teachers, uh, uh, Stefan Hayes. He was the, the casting director from the Cirque du Soleil. And Ooh. he's always like, you know, in, in Poland, in, in some exotic place, trying to look for the best, best clowns in the world for the Cirque. And because of the pandemic, uh, He was in LA and I'm like, can you help me? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And we did it everything over zoom um, and, and streaming. He was like, okay, walk all the way. And then, like, okay, come back. And it's like, yeah. So we watched the material. Like I, I had the luxury of time in a way because we usually don't get that much time to prepare anything on television. You get bugged and then immediately you work on something. Mm -hmm. And we had almost five months in between because of the lockdown. So instead of watching TV and eating my life away, even though I did eat my life away because I had to put up <laughs> a lot of weight. <laughs> um, but I had, I actually had just put on some weight for Curb because I had just shot Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, and, and it's not that they needed it, but it seemed to me that the, the, the role was calling for a little bit and I like to eat but for for Yolanda I wanted to gain more weight but I I needed my entire um flexibility and range of motion and usually when you gain weight it's harder to move because mm -hmm. you're because you know things don't are not lubricated the same so I was lucky enough that I was able to train because I have fractured my foot like the February before and I had my a physical therapist and and it was over Zoom and I'm like I told him like do you think that you can train me like how to be mobile even though without losing weight and he's like yeah I was like okay let's do that so I I had a lot of help <laughs> during the pandemic because people a lot of people didn't have anything to do and and they they were there to help me so my team was amazing that's great yeah. I actually have, uh, I want to show the trailer, a bit of the trailer, because the trailer I pulled is like three minutes, but I don't want to show all three minutes. And then I want to show a clip that you're in. Uh, so I'm gonna, let me cue that up. Um, here we go. So this is going to be the, Selena is on Netflix. Um, if For those of you who have not watched it. Um, and here we go. Let's see. Can you hear anything? No, I can't. I thought that the people would hear that. Oh, I like the cup, the cup. Oh, this part. I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I hold on. Let me that. Where's that the volume? I'm like, I get I guess it did not translate through. Let me try that one more time. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> There we go. Here we go. 
So here it comes again. All right, one more time. We can make this yeah. happen now or never. That's why I'm living it up. Up to you. It's about love. How you had it and then you lost it. It feels like there's a fist around your heart. Well, I don't want that. If you stand around and wait for what you want, you're going to be waiting your whole life. You have to go and get it. They're traveling the hot, the cold. She needs a break, Abraham. Can't like him. I mean it. That would. So that was the part of the trailer. Y'all did hear that, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And then here is the clip that I found. All right. Here we go. Who's Ivan Perales? I don't know. But you wrote a check to her for $3,000. Selena. Don't look at her. Answer the question. I don't know anything about this. Okay. I'm going to the police. Selena, I'll I'll find the records. I swear to it. And there is going to be an investigation. I will never hurt Selena. I have spent 14 years building her image up. And I'm not going to watch you destroy it. And I can't fire you because you don't work for me. Only Selena can do that. But I will tell you that you are no longer allowed to set foot on Q production properties ever again. Are we clear? I would never hurt my best friend. Hey. Leave. I did so, not recognize you. That's amazing. That's like, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, two hours of hair and makeup. <laughs> that was intense. Not only that, you're, that was really good. So Thank you. I'm really, if you really go excited. to TikTok, actually, you get to see the transformation. Um, right. I, I posted the thing on like how they like eliminate my eyebrows. Like they put something they call paño, which is like they put a bunch of marks and sunspots all over they eliminate my lips um they (laughs) they they gave me wrinkles and stuff so a a lot of changes in the face like i learned to pretty much talk like this and Mm -hmm. with my nostrils open uh my my and and the other thing is like most of my scenes i did them in a tai chi squat because uh chris uh kristen and i are the same height um when she wears uh high heels right so it most of the time they were putting a little platform but there are some places where there wasn't enough room for a platform and stuff like that so i said no it's okay i can i can just do this the squat so there was always a difference in height um but then they pretty much they start forgetting about it and i did like pretty much the second season in a squat (laughs) (laughs) and there's a part where you where you get um, where you get to see that I'm about to squat, um, there's a part where they start cutting Selena's hair. Um, not Selena's hair. Uh, uh, Chris Perez, her uh-huh. husband, 
Um, and, and I show with some posters. Um, so I'm, I, I'm there. It's like, Hey, you have some posters and whatever. And they start talking. And then because I'm entering the scene walking, I, I couldn't go in Tai Chi, but then she stands next to me. And then I go into a plie. If you look in the mirror, you see that I'm about to do this, but they cut it right there. But you see that there's the, <laughs> the motion that she's about to like my niece caught it she's like oh is that one of you and she's six and she's like yes that's, that's the one so funny. <laughs> because uh yolanda was like five two five what? yolanda was five one and i'm five, five seven. one and, and, right yeah yeah selena was pretty tall uh the taller actually the, the christian so um so yeah and i wanted to make sure that we established the difference in height um mm -hmm. You know, we were we were very thorough with with everything else that that I, I wanted to continue with that that level of specificity about the character. Yeah, the uh, even the camera angles were really good there in that scene uh, to it, it kind of show with the yeah. to show power and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. So yeah, well, I I in my other one of my other jobs, I I teach storyboarding, and so I had to go over camera angles, and that was good. They did a good job on that. Um, good, I'm glad. Yes. Thanks. Um, <laughs> And so it was. I'm watching the series with my daughter, uh, and the concert scene where they do the lighters. She goes, "Dad, why are they doing lighters?" And I was like, uh, "It's just to kind of show appreciation." She goes, "Won't they catch the place on fire?" I was like, "No, it's fine." <laughs> but you know, this is the mind from an 11 year old because she's never, you know, people don't really carry around lighters that much anymore, I guess. But sure, anyway. sure. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, I have okay. With Selena, um, and I didn't look this up. I, I figured I'd just ask you: Are they is, the person who plays Selena? Is, is the is she actually singing, or are they using Selena's real uh, music? I believe that they're uh, using Selena's real music. Okay, okay, because I know in some bitty bitty bum bum bitty bitty bum bum. <laughs> no, that I, that I remember that was like part of kind of like some of the reason why they why they yeah. do it. Well, to, mm -hmm to re, re, relive Selena's legacy. Mm -hmm. So they right. want, wanted to use the original material. Right. That's good. Now, remember That's good. that one song that she did have the, the one in English, you know, it was like a little bit of a love song and then like Dreaming. a slow ballad. Huh? Na, 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 na. Like, um, yeah, there's one, I think there's one that was very famous. It was streaming on of you. And right. You know, yeah, there's there's a couple of that that actually. Yeah, and then of course the you know the, the, her Spanish music, of course you know the uh, the bitty bitty bum bum, and the there were a couple of them that I was like, oh, these are good. Like you know, even though I don't understand it, I just I totally love the beat, and so I was like, oh, okay, I could totally get into this. So yeah, As I, yeah go ahead. No, I was saying that it's strange because uh, Selena didn't make it that big in Venezuela, where I'm from. Oh. Um, so, so I did learn that um, I, I saw and knew about the story, and I saw uh, uh, J Lo's Gregory Novel's film. Um, right. So I, I I was exposed to that, so I knew the story. But then I I worked in radio in LA, uh -huh. and then when I started getting familiar with the music for the show, I, I realized like, wait, I know that song. I was like, wait, I know that song. And then I realized I, I realized that I knew a lot of her songs. I just didn't know that it was her because it, it's part of the fabric of, right. of the culture mm -hmm. in, in in the United States, even though no, not as much. It wasn't as much in, in South America, but now it became it's 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 really it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like Bidi Bidi Bamba, definitely for sure. Um, and my my favorite is uh, is one that is like a, a heartfelt song of, of mm -hmm. a woman saying that if I if 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 I ever said that I loved you I 
I, I repent. <laughs> it's oh. like, I'm not, I was like, I don't know what I was thinking. I was crazy. I love that song. Cause it's, it's like one of those like Spanish songs from like the sixties that your grandma used to listen to, but with right. like a very modern song. So it's like, it's all like, you know, full of passion. So I love that. <laughs> oh, good. I, Watching the series, I totally like they nailed the feeling of the decades because I got nostalgic watching this. And because um, I remember in the 90s hearing about Selena and, and then her popularity and then it was just gone. Like and uh, like it, it was one of those feelings like, you know, you, you felt like we were getting a, to a grasp of her and then it was taken away too quickly. And that, you know, and that's sad. And I was like, I was feeling that. I was feeling those emotions of coming back of like, because uh, I remember watching her and, and and listening to her. And I was like, wow, she, this is powerful stuff. And then and then it's just short-lived. So, yeah, yeah, that's very sad. And, and, and I think that one of the things that I kind of like is that her legacy really got to live. It's uh, <laughs> someone asked like, was she 27 when, when she passed? Because you know that, that the 27 club of like all the, the actor, the, mm. the singers that have been immortalized at age 27 is like, no, I think she was 23, but, but yeah. she's equally immortal. So. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think they're doing a good job with the series. And I like the fact that it's not like it, it's, it feels totally separate from the way the movie did theirs, you know, cause the movie kind of picks up the movie from the nineties kind of picks up where she's, she's you know on the cusp of being famous and here we get to see the development we get to see you know the family struggle and the family like in her as a child and then how the family created their band and and then you know i love the fact that they're you know like the the upgrades to the vehicles you know like uh that was that was amazing and then you know and then the the dad he's always got some kind of like scheme going on to, to improve, but it's not always perfect, you know? <laughs> and, you know, cause like he has the trailer that he builds to hold the band stuff. And then at one point the trailer gets loose and they're, you know, driving like that. And then he buys the bus and you're like, Oh, you got a bus. But then you get inside, there's no furniture and there's nothing to sit on, you know, and then there's no heating and air conditioning. And, and so like, it just, it's just this, he's care. He, you see how he cares about his family, but it, he can't, he can't always get it perfect. And I, I love that. about. Well, it's, it's uh, they always also showing you that it's also a matter of like, they weren't rich. So they, yeah, that, exactly. They had to do, they needed like pay, uh, lights. They do them with cams, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh. and, and in real life, really, that's what we have to do as artists. That's what we end up like, we have to use the tools that we're given and then eventually we'll end up using better tools. But but it's it's funny because sometimes when you have like a worse instrument or or you know or no instrument, you do your better your best job because you're forced to be even more creative. It's funny how they say with kids that they try not to expose kids to like social media and like YouTube apps and all that stuff because boredom um, makes you be more creative. Whereas like, because you're being entertained all the time, you're, you're the brain side of the, the side of your brain that is in charge of development and making you more creative. It's like being dormant and it's being mm -hmm. underused. So you get to develop more if you're actually are like alone in a room, like looking at the wall and then eventually you create this wonderful world all in your head. Then if you have a bunch of apps doing things, not to say that apps are bad. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I get it. Like, I mean, one of the childhood memories I have with my dad uh, and he's not pastoring, but we would lay down in the lawn 
at the front line and look up and then he would ask me, what do I see? Cause he was an artist. And uh, so we would have to like, I would do, okay, I see this, you know? And when I first, I remember first, I'd be like, it's a cloud dad. He goes, no, what do you see? And so we would, we, and then he would occasionally do that throughout my life. He'd be like, all right, what do you see? So, and um, it was, it was interesting. It was the way that he got me to be creative too. Oh, wow. That's, that's really cool. And like, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll try that with the kids. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Like, uh, I'm gonna do it. I want to do it with my kids when it's a little bit safer. Like, because we have a lot of people in our neighborhood do, who don't wear masks, and uh, they're outside a lot. And we're like, uh, let's you know, let's not do that. But uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, and I, I think also it it when you have to struggle, it gives you a great appreciation for when you when those moments when you don't have to struggle. Yes. You know, like you know, uh, I tell my kids sometimes I'm like, you don't. Like you guys have these things, but I didn't have these things readily available, you know, and, and, you know, and so I want you to learn how to appreciate the stuff that you're given, you know, and, and, you know, as a, as a dad, uh, I, I want my kids to have better than I did. And, uh, and eh, so, yeah, it's, it's a, it was I'll a good feeling. And saying like, isn't it cool that right now we just need to go somewhere and we're like, doop, 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 cup here. <laughs> I know it's crazy. <laughs> hey, groceries here. It's like, it, we're really spoiled. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah i mean i still want my jetpack i want i want to get to the point where i have flying cars and things like that i mean we kind of do they're they're out there inventing but yeah i want to i want you know be nice to travel around in a jetpack on future is 2021 where's our like our scooter that that does the thing in the air like like in in back, back to the future is it? like we're oversold they <laughs> they they actually have uh i think it was mercedes-benz created a hoverboard but then they didn't want to mass produce it but I think that, and they were created like about 10 years ago or something like that, the hoverboards, but mm -hmm. they, they, yeah, they haven't. Yeah. I'm like, why? Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Cause I think that would, it would be an interesting also summer Olympic or yeah. <laughs> hoverboards. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be great. Yeah. I actually, one of, I had 22 factors in my body cause I, I, I go crazy sometimes, but like one, one of the most memorable ones was when I learned to, to do an e-board oh. and learn how to do it but and i was going like super fast and i'm like yeah i'm doing this all right and then i never asked how to how to break and, <laughs> and that's like, that's an elong board right at the wall like getting close to me how do i do it it's like just jump and i jumped and landed on my elbow and i fractured my elbow all right at the same beach where i fractured my tibia surfing so i'm like okay i'm not coming to this beach anymore <laughs> The, wow. Okay. So you, you are into, uh, I guess it's esports like surfing and, and all that stuff, like extreme sports, right? That would be. I'd like to test them. I'd like to try them. I'd like to, okay, let me go repel or let me go. Um, I've done like, uh, I don't know how you say that, parapente, like uh, to, to fly. <laughs> with, Have with... you done the squirrel suit? Uh, mm? you, the, um, the, the cliff jumping with the squirrel suit. Like, have you seen this? Yeah. Tandem though. Um, okay. so, so I've done like bungee jumping and stuff like that, but with, with people, I'm terrified. And each time, every time I do that, I'm like, why, why do I do this? But then after I do that, I'm like, oh, it's like, okay. So I, so I tried ayahuasca, for example. And when I was in the room about to do ayahuasca, like, why am I doing this to myself? I could die right now. Um, but then, but then after I do it, it's like, not, not that I'm into the adrenaline of it. Cause actually I did that for uh, spiritual reasons. <laughs> um, but but after that, I'm like, okay, I learned a lesson, and the lesson is don't do this one again. Mm -hmm. There you go. <laughs> For the most part, but it's always good to try almost everything once. 
See, I made a bucket list. Like I used to weigh 500 pounds. And I said, when I lost, when I lose my weight, I want to go do things that you can't do when you're 500 pounds. One of them was skydiving. They're not going to let you jump when you're 500 pounds. And so, uh, but I have a, a way to build up to it because I'm afraid of heights. And so I want to do indoor skydiving first because I don't think you could die from that. I, like I, I haven't read anything about anybody dying from indoor skydiving. And then I want to build up to that. I will not do bungee jumping. I just, I don't like, I don't know. For some reason, I don't want to do bungee jumping, but skydiving is okay. In my it's mind. horrible. But, but you, after you do it, you're like, oh my God, I did that. <laughs> so that being said. Um, and I feel I, bungee jumping I, is a lot more prevalent in Europe than it is here in the US. I don't know why. Because everywhere but, I went in Europe, they were doing it. I remember in France, they were like bungee jumping. When I went to Germany, they were like, there's all these gorges everywhere, you know, where they just go bungee jumping. And I'm like, and and I was going to do it and I chickened out. But because I'm like, when I went to the edge to look at the, the down no. and I got and I that, have like, don't huh? do that. what? That, don't do that. Just like, <laughs> oh, I you... won't. But but at the time I thought, well, let me try it. Right. But I think I think skydiving, you know, with an instructor like that wouldn't be too bad. So I don't know. That's I would do yeah. tent, but you're right. The skydiving, the indoor skydive. I, I had a friend who actually used to be an instructor doing that. And then he became a skydiver, like in uh -huh. real life. Um, and he was an actor and um, I wanted to do that. We exchanged, um, we exchanged services and he was going to give me skydiving, indoor skydiving lessons for like me working on, on, on his material. Cause I, you know, I studied communication. I studied film communications. Right. Film. So I was like, I did the audio for his uh, film, and then I did a few services for the short film that he was doing. Sweet. And he's like, "Yeah, let's exchange it." And then he left with his the equivalent of a touring company <laughs> skydiving, and I never got to do it. But oh. one day, and I, I agree with you. And there I was feeling so great because I lost thirty four pounds, and and you lost five hundred pounds. I weighed five hundred. I lost two fifty. So uh, still, yeah. man, amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, that's how Nick and I met. We we met in a weight loss program. Yeah, I, I only lost about forty pounds, but but it was you know. But okay, it was, you uh, gotta give me your, your trick because I I now I'm at a loss because it's been I uh I don't know since this since November of keto uh -huh. and that's it. I'm sick of keto. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> right. Well, ours is a little ours is a little harder. Uh, it's no flour, no sugar. No flour, no I, sugar I, at all. Oh, okay, wait. I used to be vegan. Okay. Yeah. And I and one of the things in my vegan regime was no wheat, no flour, like pretty uh -huh. much no starches like that. Um and no sugar. It was no no corn, no wheat, no sugar. So not, nothing right. that would be a potential allergen. So even there though I stopped doing veganism, I didn't go back to dairy. I okay. didn't go back to sugar and I didn't go back to wheat. All so, right. Well, that's good. Yeah, we just, I just, we just, the two of us just gave up flour and sugar, basically. And, and that's it. And, and I've been, I've been around 150 pounds now since forever. So, so that since like four years now or so, but, but I weighed as high as 197 pounds at my highest. So, so I, I never was like super, you know, overweight, but, but I, uh, I was getting a lot of, I was getting sick, you know, from, uh, yeah. Uh, well, from, no, I was uh, when, when Selena, Ended. I was at a hundred and eighty-four. Okay. Yeah. 
I and the program that we do is actually really huge in LA. So mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of so anyway. So if if ever you, I could after we'll the show. You, I we'll, tell yeah, you we'll let you know. We'll, stuff, we'll so. tell you about it after the show. Yeah, okay, I think that'll cool. be good. Yeah. <laughs> so, please but do, I, do. if I like skydiving, I I don't know. My my wife and my kids are like, you're crazy if you do this. Uh, I want to do the base jumping with the squirrel suit. Have you guys seen this thing? <laughs> like. It's so amazing because they have cameras attached to them and they look like they're going to, like, they're just flying. They're basically, well, they're gliding. But they're gliding. You're but talking about free diving. I think that that, yeah. that, that suit is, that's a, that's really scary. And these are people that are like super, no, I, would, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I'm not that crazy. <laughs> yeah. My wife and my kids are like, no, dad, you should not do that. And I was like, but it looks so cool. It so. does. It does mm-hmm. look so cool. But, yeah. but. Uh, you really need to know it's kind of like surfing in the sense that you need to know the medium where you are like you need to know the thermals you need to know how the air behaves like when you're skydiving the instructor tells you everything it's like okay now pull it and you don't need to that much but and i'm talking like i know but i know from my friend that that pretty much they tell you everything you need to do but in here you need to know how to navigate the the air um so I don't know. <laughs> Every time I watch a video, it does look like they're about to crash into the side of the mountain. Right. Like, and so, because uh, my, my my daughter and I were watching one and she was dead. They stopped before the guy hit the mountain. Did he hit the mountain? I was like, I don't know. We can't find part two. <laughs> no. Yeah. So she was like, well, Ted, you're not doing that. And I was like, I'm, I will see. And she's like, no, you're not. So, Hit the plus well, key like for- when I was doing the, the, the parapente, the, which I don't know how you call it in English, but it's like the, the wing. Um, they, I, I did my thing. It was terrifying, but it was amazing. It was like, oh my God. And they just told me that someone, like when they were going tandem, one of the instructors with his girlfriend, um, they got a thermal, which is like a hot pocket of air. Mm-hmm. And that sucks you in, right? And it sucked him in. And I believe that he died, but she didn't die because she landed on top of him because oh, they they man. they they pretty much got sucked in and got entangled with some cables of oh, like yeah. electricity cables. So he landed, got electrocuted, not even from the crash, and then she landed on top of him, but she didn't get electrocuted because so, he, he was he, the yeah he was the, the, yeah. the, the, the so if I would have known that before, I would have not gone or. Right. So I was surfing in Costa Rica. And one of the things that is really scary about surfing in LA is because there's sharks and I'm terrified of sharks, right? Uh Mm -hmm. Um, But I was in Costa Rica and I was all happy because they told me in that area, Tamarindo, there's no no sharks. And I'm like, yeah, there's no sharks. And I was like there surfing for four days and whatever. And on my last day, and I'm like, isn't it cool? There's no sharks here. And they're like, oh, you heard about Pedro. I'm like, what happened to Pedro? I was like, oh. Well, you didn't get the day you came. Did you come here on Tuesday? I'm like, yeah. Oh, that day, that day is when the, the day before is when Pedro died. I'm like, what did he die of? Well, we don't have sharks, but we have crocodiles. <laughs> oh. So it turns out that the, the one of the rivers converges like and lands on mm-hmm. in the ocean. So some of the crocodiles learn how to survive and go into salt water to eat and then come back. And sometimes they attack humans. Um it's not something they do often, but sometimes. Oh my God. <laughs> so again, if I would have known that, I would have not done that. Because I spent the entire week and I was so happy that wasn't anybody. <laughs> right. There needs to be a travel series starring Natasha Perez. Yeah. <laughs> and because it seems like Every time you've done something, there's been an, an, another thing that you would be like, if I'd known that, I wouldn't have done it. You know, right. so, 
but but there was so there was a sign that that has like a little crocodile at and a person like <laughs> there was a thing but it was covered by a tree like so by funny. a branch with leaves and i'm like oh so they had a warning so it was me i didn't see it <laughs> but i had so much fun in costa rica i do that's the one that i do recommend since you're trying stuff that you wouldn't have done try try costa rica try tamarindo awesome. i will i will yeah it it I have a bucket list, and you know the first thing we're gonna is get gonna it be, done. First, yeah. come to Greece, Russ. Anyway, I yeah. have a I have a little apartment in Athens, so if ever you want to go, let me know. So I cry. I, I've been to to Athens. It's the only place I've been in Greece. Uh -huh. I was a super super nerd uh -huh. of of Greek literature. So okay. I did two semesters of literature, and Greek literature was my favorite. Awesome. So when I had the chance to go to Athens, I just ran at the opportunity. And when I when I went to the Parthenon, like the Parthenon, uh, yeah. uh, and all my knowledge is in Spanish, so I I know that I sound like a very uneducated uh -huh. person when I try to translate it. But uh, I cried because it it's, was like you know it is the first time when you see it. I mean, I grew up in it, so I didn't really have that experience. But I remember my husband when he came to Greece for the first time with me, and uh, you know, and we were down, you know, we were. We, you know, I just, I said, okay, we're going to go to the, the, to the square, you know, and it was evening and stuff. And so, so we got there and then I said, well, why don't you take a look up there? There's the Parthenon, you know, because they have it lit and it was literally, we're right yes. below it. And he was like crying when he saw it. He's like, I just can't believe I'm like in all this history. Here we are. And I'm like, I know. So, so when somebody sees it for the first time, I totally understand it because you do have that sense of history and like thousands of years of, uh, history you know that comes back to you right so sure. i'm sorry cool. that you don't get to have that experience the, of like doing seeing it for the first time but like oh my god all the stories and right you know, I know. Intel that you must have that but I'm like, i love experiencing it from the other people when they do see it for the first time like i took my mother-in-law and her friend as well up there and they were like so in awe of it you know and they were like in their 80s right so it's, it's it was interesting you know it was wow. really interesting yeah so Like, I remember because uh, my favorite was Socrates, like reading uh, uh -huh. in terms of like, I mean, what we know of Socrates, because what we know is through well, he was, you know, questioned the government for everything yeah. that they do. I mean, you know, but, so. but you know, when he used to do the Mayotica and he used to talk to people and, 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 and talked from like the plaza and stuff. And I got, and I got to see it and I'm like, right. <gasps> then he talked there. And I'm like, I was so, I, I don't even know. And, and I had a tour guide because I only had three days to just like. Uh -huh. run around and do stuff and her name was Athena and uh -huh. she told me something and I will ask this to you she told me something that I haven't been able to find anywhere any book no google nothing okay what so is it I we were we were going up and I asked what is what is that mountain it was a mountain that was like right like um perpendicular to to the Parthenon and she she said the the name of the mountain is blah 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 I forgot the name uh-huh But what she said is like that is the place where the battle between men and women happened. Um, so it was there was supposed to be oh in mythology is that what it was yes okay right. between females so it's probably I think they're talking about the Lofos of Philopapu right I think that's the one because it's right next to it and then you see the Parthenon from it like crystal clear well, we were going up to the Parthenon so we could see it from <gasps> Parthenon it was just the mountain right and right. The thing what she was saying is that in this battle, but according to her, it didn't sound like it was mythology. It sounded like it was good because it was okay. the battle where women lost the right to be citizens. Oh, they, so also it was probably something. Got it. Okay. So, so it was supposed to be like 
women were supposed yeah. to participate in democracy, but right. they were not to be citizens. So there was an uprise and there was a battle and right. lost. So then they didn't become. Got it. Citizens. Interesting. You know what? I don't know that story. And that's kind of interesting now. So I'm, please, you, you, just, you, you just made me realize I got to Google something now. So please, please. I, I've been Googling it since I heard it because I thought okay. it was I'm yeah, I'm not familiar with that. And I've been, you know, and I was pretty good in school. So especially with when in Greek school, you know, I mean, all the mythology stuff and ancient Greeks and all of that. So well, when you go to Greece, I'll remind you to start asking everybody. I'm not going to ask everybody. I'm going to find out. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to figure it out. So, well, yeah, yes, and the please. fact that he could read, he could read, you know, Greek, yeah. he could probably open up some old books and maybe it's in there. Oh, we'll so see. I studied two semesters of Greek in school, right? And oh, then wow. I went to I couldn't even get, catch the terrain. <laughs> I was like, well, that's awesome. He's like, boom, and my exit just like, That's funny. Stop there. <laughs> my stuff just went away. Yeah, it's um, it's a, a very beautiful. And, you know, and I love the trains. The metro stations in Greece are beautiful, you know, with all yeah. the... Because they made them into museums, right? Like each mm-hmm. station downtown. It's really exactly. beautiful. So, yes. so yeah. So, I mean, it, you have kind of a great connection to that area. I mean, because you or you were born in Venezuela, but you have Italian descent, right? Yeah. And you know what's funny? I, I learned later that actually my ancestors are Greek because um, the area where my grandpa is from and where my wow. uncles and like that part of my family is, is a place called Latronico, which is in the south of Italy. Okay. And they form that town um out of people that were escaping um pretty much wars in greece so the the first population that inhabited latronico were greek so i'm sure that i have greek blood in me yeah okay have you had greek pizza and italian pizza italian pizza yes i never had greek pizza what This is an ongoing debate between Nick and I. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> because just... Nick is, says the pizza was invented by the Greek. I tell him that the bread was, and he said no, and it's better than the Italian pizza. <laughs> and so, uh, the next time I have... you go to Greece, make sure you have a Greek pizza because it's really delicious. So uh, I like it more. You know, I have the feeling that Mexicans invented pizza. You're probably right. <laughs> they have something called tlayuda, which is mm. very similar. To a pizza, right. uh, although the ingredients are like the ingredients of a taco in a flat bread. Mm-hmm. So that sounds and, good. And you know that I learned that the Caesar salad was invented by a Mexican guy. Wow, that's interesting. and and apparently it is true. I went to the place that not that long ago where they 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 created the first Caesar salad. Um, the the guy was Italian, but he was in Tijuana, out of all places in Mexico. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> I so, learned. Wait, oh, wait. So uh, I learned that uh, the Greek, the Hawaiian pizza, was invented by a Greek. There you go. <laughs> I don't know about that, but anyway, no. That it, it, yeah, you look it up. It says it was invented. By a Hawaiian Greek. pizza was yeah. well with the pineapple. Is that what it is? The, yeah, the pineapple on the right. ham. So we do have a segment. You know, us Greeks, we do love pineapple too. Like we love to put a pineapple. You know I mean, what's funny? Like right so. now, I'm skipping dinner, uh-huh. <laughs> and my family is having um, right now uh, spanakopitas, and they oh. are having a Greek salad. Nice. Well, there you go. Mm. Well, and then we should probably let you go. It's already. Oh my god, we've been in almost fifty minutes. So we're yes, little it little has been. So uh, yeah, we uh, we need to wrap things up um, okay. and. Um, we look forward to 
more stuff from you and uh hopefully I am, like really really excited that i met you i am so i really, really i mean i love your bubbly energy Thank the you. um i love <laughs> you know that role was so dark i think that you played yolanda you're a completely different person and i just think that, i think that makes you such a great actress and i think it's amazing you. so you're a triple threat like, you're a triple threat like, that's my yeah. mom she's like you're in that show where i'm like <laughs> the antagonist she's like but that doesn't look like you. I'm like, yeah, but it's me. Yeah, you, you. I uh, hopefully you get nominated for an Emmy or Golden Globe or uh, whatever they want that you can. You can get. Yeah, you can be nominated for both, right? Like a Golden because they so, do yeah. TVs for well, Golden the, Globes, the, right? The Globes already passed. Um, they oh. submit me for like like Latin Creative Management actually submit for, submitted me for the Emmys, but mm-hmm. but I didn't make it to the nomination. But it's no. all right. Well, next time. you know what? Yes. Next time. Don't worry, I'm not postulated. even worried about it. You're gonna do really well. So ah, thank you. But I was postulated for two projects and I was like, oh, I can't be. Um, so I did an animation show, uh, the only animation show for Room 104, which is an HBO show. Uh-huh. Um, and it was all like all about female empowerment and stuff like that. And I love that that animation uh, project. Um okay. uh, so I got nominated for best outstanding performance in an animation project. Okay. Uh, I got postulated for that and and for Selena. So um, I, I was, it, it's the first time that I know of that I've been submitted uh, for a nomination. So just that part was exciting. That is right. awesome. That's really awesome. So I'm really, really happy for you. And I can't wait to see more of you. I mean, I'm really, really excited. So yes, Thank I am you. too. I really hope that we get to talk again once my album is out. Hopefully. Yes, this, definitely. Know, this- come back on. I want you on. It'll be great. <laughs> So. Yeah, we totally want you to come back on. Love the love the music. Love this, and we we have more to show of your work. Like uh, mm-hmm. you know, we can't fit it all in in forty five to minutes to an hour. So, uh, anybody, people, go out there, check out Natasha Perez, check out Selena, check out you know, if you want to watch binge watch some stuff, go check out Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, mm-hmm. You were also in Lady in the Water. Uh, um, uh- on camera, yes, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna film on uh, on Prime Video. Mm-hmm. It's an Amazon uh, film called uh, Baja. It's with Mark Margolis and like it's 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 a fun road trip. Okay. For t- um, and if you like animation, I'm on Tuca and Birdie, the Netflix show, and Bojack Horseman and Netflix show. Um, I mean, a bunch of animation stuff. Perfect. <laughs> You, so, I could hear, I could hear that animation voice. Like when you hear people do voiceovers, you, I, you go, wait, do you do voiceovers? You have that voice that you mm-hmm. do. That yeah, you, you do have a good voiceover voice. Yeah. I agree. So, yes. <laughs> and people can find you on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram at the Natasha Perez, right? Correct. I'm awesome. looking forward to see you and connect with you. Let's uh, let me know what you want to watch out of the all the crazy stuff that I do. I, I've been trying to be more active. I have to say that I, at the beginning I was like, I don't like social media, but, <laughs> but lately, <laughs> lately I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start sharing a little bit more. I'm just like very private, even though I'm very yeah, uh-huh. like I open my life as a book when it comes to like, okay, these are my niece and my nephew, this is my mom. I don't know. I feel weird about sharing that if you're not like my best friend, but. But it's fun at the same time to show, like, I, I I did this little piece of all the behind the scene of all the places where Selena was shot, for example. Um, and, and, you know, film person, I just, like, edited on my phone, but I just thought that it was cool, cool to show, like, this was her house. This is where we shot the scene. And, wow. and you know, there's tons of behind the scenes, but that is from my point of view. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was fun for people to watch and people were writing to me that it's like, oh, this is amazing. Thank you for putting this together. So mm-hmm. th- there's people appreciating that. So I'm like, I figured that it's actually fun to put yourself out there like that. 
Yeah, um, it is. I agree. So, and it's wonderful stuff. And yes, we definitely need to have you back on. Uh, and uh, we uh, and thank we, you. I'm I'm really grateful you came out. I mean, this was really lovely. I I didn't know what to expect to be honest with you, and uh, I, I'm blown I, away by this interview. So glad that we're like the 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 first time around didn't didn't work out. But I'm, oh, don't it's worry. About it. No, no, like, no, no. It's fine. You know, you know, so you know what's really funny is I I I have a nighttime job and I work and I'm tired and uh, I I have a lot of energy now like after this interview with you I thank you for that like uh, I, I feel very energized. Well, oh, good, good. I think it's like yeah, it's ten fifteen p.m. here in Berlin. I know, <laughs> uh, and my and day it's... just starts because when it's um when it's daytime uh, uh -huh. over there because I I've been connecting with a few projects in LA at the same time so it's right. like. Okay, it's not I'm in LA. I'm gonna start getting a bunch of emails, but you know, in this industry, you know that we sleep very little. Right. I think the industry the sleep deprived. I agree. Well, all right. So, totally looking forward to more of your work and having you back on. So thank you so much for joining us. And Nick, you want to sign us off? And yeah, so that is our show for today, everybody. And don't forget to spread the love lawfully because we don't want anybody in jail for spreading the love unlawfully all right that's right. it all right so once again okay. thank you so much natasha for coming on the show uh natasha the natasha perez on tiktok instagram and twitter so and I, facebook i'm gonna be following you on all three so i'm kind of i'm really excited so yeah we're gonna we're just gonna stalk her now so <laughs> all right just kidding okay anyway here we go Thank you for listening. And if you really enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, follow, like, share, review, or even comment on whichever platform you're using. And remember, you can find more additional content at our YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram page. Just search for Real Nick and Russ. See you next episode. You dead. All right, Remy. You dead. <laughs> and we're going to end it with Tom's. You dead. Right, you perfect. dead. I see. Hold on, Remy. Let me dead. end the broadcast. <laughs>